Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. I've turned to Matthew 28, verse 16. Christians know this passage as the Great Commission. I'd like to focus our attention on a few words. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee. And right there we pause. We know what's coming. Jesus is going to say, go. Make disciples of all nations. But the question is, who is he calling to go? Make disciples of all nations. And Matthew, who was there, tells us there were 11. 11 disciples went to Galilee. And immediately we're meant by Matthew to pause and say, only 11? Weren't there 12? When Matthew records the marvelous commission of Jesus for his church to go out into all the world, Matthew reminds us subtly but palpably that the people that Jesus sends are broken. The church of Jesus has a notorious past. Once there were 12 of Jesus' original students, but Judas. And now there are 11. Judas was one of Jesus' original students. He was one of the 12, hearkening back in symbolic remembrance of the 12 tribes of Israel. Judas saw the miracles of Jesus. Thousands fed with bread and fish. Dead Lazarus rising again. The blind seeing. The lame walking. Judas heard Jesus confound sinners by his love and Bible teachers by his wisdom. Judas saw Jesus demonstrate the gospel to Samaritans, the poor, the wealthy, the sick, the aged, to children, even to a Roman soldier. Judas ate with Jesus at the table of tax collectors and sinners. Judas was one of the original two, 72, sent out on the first mission from Jesus. Judas ate and slept, laughed and cried with Peter, James, John, Mary, Jesus' mother, and others. Judas professed faith in Jesus. He held a position of leadership in Jesus' name. He performed fruitful acts of ministry in Jesus' name. But Judas loved money. Once Judas piously rebuked a woman, Mary, who broke a jar open of perfume and anointed Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair And Judas rebuked her piously. Could not this have been given to the poor? But by now others knew the heart of the twelfth. John tells us Judas said this not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. (laughs) How's that for plain speech? And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was in it. It was Judas with whom Jesus dipped the bread of friendship at the Last Supper. 
It was Judas, the minister in Jesus' name, whom Satan entered. It was Judas who, in the darkness of Gethsemane, heard the haunting words on the lips of Jesus' friend, Do you betray me with a kiss? And it was Judas who wept, but turned to his own death-filled strategy to solve his shame, rather than turn afresh to the Savior. And so, Matthew locates the great commission of the church in the tragic story of its past. He begins, now the 11. Some will object when you begin to tell them of Jesus. When we feel compelled, they will say, who are you to tell us anything? They will say, look at the Jesus people. Look at your leaders. Look at your church institutions. Look at leaders full of greed, lovers of money, leveraging Jesus for their own gain, doing devilish mischief, able to misuse the intimacy of a kiss to perpetrate harm. Who are you to tell us anything? And someone you know perhaps objects to the Christianity you hold dear because of this very objection, the hypocrisy of Jesus' people. And if someone says it to us, we must first humble ourselves and say, yes, there were 12. You are right. Now there are only 11. It is true what you say about us. And then we might say gently, but it's not only Christians who are hypocrites, I think. Other than Christian people, I think in politics or at school or in family gatherings or in neighborhoods, or I think other than Christian people too are sometimes prone to say one thing but do another. Would you agree? I know I myself have sometimes played the hypocrite, preached and professed and found myself freshly needing a savior again. Christians, other than Christian people, God talkers like me. And how about you? Have you ever said one thing professed publicly one thing, but then privately done another? Isn't it true that all of us, like sheep, have gone astray? None of us, not one, are righteous. All of us are sinners. And so we say, yes, there were 12. But then we ask a question. <laughs> and the question is, how is it that there are still 11? How are there any followers of Jesus remaining who can go into all the world and make disciples? Think of the 11. 
James and John wanted to call down fire from heaven and kill people in the name of God. They were tempted to zealotry. Peter, too, was tempted to zealotry and cut off the ear of a servant with his sword. Peter cussed, blasphemed, denied Jesus and the rooster crowed. None of them believed Mary Magdalene when she told them she saw Jesus alive. Thomas doubted all the more. Every last one fled, leaving Jesus alone with his captors. They closed themselves behind locked doors, hiding for fear. Yes, there were 12. How is it there are 11? Except of the mercy and grace of God. We embody the thing we bring to the nations. Every religion says, you must find your way to God. You must get your life straight. You must do this or that religion, this or that ritual, this or that way of being, have this or that thing, have this or that status, possess this or that amount of money in order for God to notice you. It is only... Jesus, in the history of the world, that teaches no one can find their way to God unless God finds his way to you. And so, yes, there were 12. Yes, we are broken. And yes, this is the heart of our message. We come to you as men and women who've heard roosters crow. We come to you as men and women who have been inhabited as Mary was by demons. We come to you as people tempted to take up arms in the name of God and hurt others in the name of God. We come to you as those who are lovers of money. We come to you who are those who've lusted. We come to you as a broken people and we say, do not look at us Look to him. Do not look to the church. Look to the king of the church. Who is it that Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations? It is the 11. And how is it that the remaining 11 can stand but by the grace of the same Jesus who pursued them and restored them and recovered them? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? These are the words Peter heard. Touch my side. See my hands and feet. These are the words Thomas the doubter received. This little band, the church, goes out into all the world, not because they are righteous, but because he is righteous. They go out into all the world, not because they have it all put together, but because he has put them all back together. They go out into all the world, not because they are clean and without shame, but because he is clean and without shame, and he has washed them and clothed them and given them new life. So, go. If you're looking at yourself and saying, but I'm too broken, this is the point. Yes, you are. And this is our message. We have sinned, but there is a Savior. 
The God who created you has not quit on you. He is the kind of God that will not count you out. He even welcomes sinners. He even forgives. He even restores. With him, your worst moments never have to have the last word in your life. This is the God the church proclaims. And so we go out into all the world with our own testimony. We are humbled. You are right. There once was 12. It is true. But then we hallow the name. But how is it that there are 11? Let me tell you of what he's done in my life. After all, what is the difference between Peter and Judas? Both denied Jesus. Both cussed and blasphemed. Both wept. But one turned. Though Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, Jesus had said, I have prayed for you. So that after you have fallen, you will then restore. If Peter were here to tell you, he would tell you all about Jesus. If Thomas was here, if Mary was here, it would be all about Jesus. And so the broken church, <laughs> wonder of wonders of grace, it is the broken church that hears the words, go. And so dear, blessed fellow broken ones who marvel that you're a part of the 11 at all, who marvel at the grace of God in your life, this is your strength. This is your story. This is the gospel. Don't wait till you get perfect. Getting perfect isn't your hope. The perfection of Jesus is. And in light of his perfection, broken ones, go. Let's pray. Lord, here we are thanking you for your mercy. That the betrayal of the one didn't end your mission, couldn't end it. And that the devastating sins of the 11 couldn't stop you and wouldn't stop you. We ask, Lord, you'd give us fresh hope to go, knowing that you are our king. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.